Hello. Hello. What's up? What's up? Okay, there we go. Man. We we gonna work on this method a little later, but wow. So Okay. Hey everybody, welcome back. Hey. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Yep. Let's add that uh, theme music. Cake and combo. Cake and combo. Oh yeah, that that one, that one might actually stay. That's that uh that seventies bounce. That cake and combo. Cake and combo. I love good seventies bounce. Though. Yeah. Mm-mm. All right. So, hey y'all, what's going on? How's y'all day? Y'all at the house or y'all out? I know, right? It's so conflicting. Should I go out? Should I stay in? Conflicting? What's conflicting about it? I just want to understand. <laughs> but all my friends are outside, so I want to play outside. And let me tell you something. If all your friends are jumping off a bridge, if you're going to jump out that same bridge. I've seen successful jumps. <laughs> I'm sick of you. And I have <laughs> also seen unsuccessful. Let me just tell you, okay? I know people that went away for a weekend. Came back with the coat. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking about that, have you seen, there was an article I saw where someone had a surprise birthday party for someone. All 19 people tested positive for COVID after. What? I was 19? Like, yes. And they were all asymptomatic, weren't they? I, I don't know. I'm guessing so. It was a young group. That's for sure. I mean, whether you think this is serious or not, I mean... Once you get that hospital bill, you know it's serious. So, I saw where one guy got like a one point six million dollar bill after being in the hospital from um, COVID. That's insane. Especially if he had to be like, I guess the word is intubated. Yeah. Mm, so yeah, if he was on the ventilator for days, yeah, that bill they don't care. So since they don't How care, do- guys, did that go pay your bills? Take all precautions, like, just because you can't. It's just like the Holy Ghost. Just because you can't see it don't mean it ain't there. Mm. That's a sermon. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they're ready for the sermon, Ham. They ain't ready for it. Y'all bring those collection plates because we got a word for you today. (laughs) (laughs) Not collection plate. (laughs) So our ingredient today is salt, which... If you want to go gospel, that could be, you know, salt of the earth. Okay. But, um... We are the salt of the earth. Okay, I'd rather we keep this place nourished. But it's interesting. There's so many things you could do with salt. There that is. Not a lot of people do nowadays because, you know, they got refrigerators and stuff. But, um, salt, if you put it in the right spot, it'll preserve. If you don't, it's betrayal. Or put it in a bad wound, it feels like betrayal. Mm-hmm. It's, it's appropriate for this time. Because due to everything going on, there's a lot of salt. And if you don't know how to use your salt, well, it might mess you up. That's so good. Because like, salt could be something to seem as like to bring life to something, like preserve it. Or mm-hmm. if you just like use it too much. Or in the wrong places, it can spoil it. 
Not necessarily spoil it, but like contaminate it and just mess it up completely. That was good, man. <clears throat> nah, we work on this. No credit to me. But, <laughs> but anyway, um, so with salt, we were thinking about how, you know, well, just like how Han was talking about. So it could be betrayal or forgiveness. So do you have a time, Ham, where you just felt utter betrayal? It doesn't have to be like, you know, intense unless you're trying to go there. But you say utter betrayal. I was like, oh, <laughs> just kidding. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> so. I mean, this betrayal, I feel like I'll, I'll start so you can think. Yeah. There is, I don't remember. I was um, doing this, this course with my wife here and we we're talking about childhood things we kind of went through. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because in relationships, you are just like, this is right. I'm the right person. This person's crazy. Where is this even coming from? And the exercise was to think about a time where way before you were with this person where you might have felt either this betrayal or where you've had this problem come up. And it's interesting how you will find scenarios where, yeah, I did feel betrayal at four years old. Yeah. So um, I'll say my betrayal story was when I was about seven i played soccer some of you may know and i was really good at the y which kind of sounds lame now you think about it but it was still it was important back then okay it was very important so supposedly i was that good to the point where they the association at this place was trying to recruit me to play overseas in australia for a tournament Wait, how old were you again? Seven. So this letter came in the mail. I was hyped. I was like, yo, I'm about to go to Australia. I'm about to play soccer, which I love. There's nothing, nothing can take me off this high right now. (laughs) And my mom read it and she's like, nope. I was like, (gasps) oh. (laughs) <laughs> what do you mean no glass break shattered oh my goodness and it's is actually something that i was so i was so mad at my mom at the time because this is like a once in a lifetime i could tell this is this wasn't some scam okay even though it sounds crazy because it's coming from the y but oh, yeah, they it could was sell you into childhood you know <laughs> yeah, it, yes starting in australia <laughs> But um, this, you know, I was definitely naive. It could have been something dangerous. But in my childhood, like, imagination, I'm already next to the kangaroos playing on the field. With a didgeridoo. Exactly. And I was just ready. And my mom said, no. I said, what do you mean, no? And I got so mad at her because I actually knew a couple people that took advantage of this opportunity and actually went to play. And not only is that important, but, you know, when it comes to children playing sports, they kind of have to have this resume in them, 
in their cells already to be recruited for D1 or whatever like that. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness. So I felt the most betrayal ever because of just the, how cold she rejected me. And it's funny because years later, I'm mm-hmm. saying like four years ago, I was like, you know, that was messed up. Like, I still kind of had that betrayal. Was it resentment? Well, I guess that betrayal is an interesting thing because the longer you have betrayal, it can grow into other things like resentment. Of course, I love my mom and everything like that. That's cool. But there was that one thing where I knew the projection of my life could be completely different. And I knew that at seven years old. And that's like my first, one of my first betrayal stories. Because you, you never know, man. You just never know how betrayal will come. Do you have any examples of betrayal? Yes, I do. Sorry, I got a phone call. My dad called me. Oh. Yeah. He loves me. Anywho, I would, like, there's one betrayal. Like, I don't know why I keep coming back to betrayal because I guess I thought I was in a phase of life where I thought I had went through enough and to understand, like, the people I surrounded myself with. Um, but since you started talking about your mom's story, but, yeah, that betrayal was a whole different level. I was an adult then. Well, thought I was an adult. Um, it just teaches you about, like, people and friendships and, like, people's perception of you and, like, what you may think um, or how you may think people are towards you. But sometimes people really have ulterior motives. For whatever reasons, they may not even know, but it's there. I'm not getting into that story because I don't, it's it's still weird. But when you talk about your mom, it made me think about, uh, I guess, and the betrayal kind of turned into, like, you just got to see the silver lining in it. Right. So, I was applying to colleges. And I really didn't know, but I knew I was ready to get out of Americas because who is not ready to get out of Americas, right? 229, stand up. Stand up. <laughs> I love it. Represent it all day. But, you know, kind of did, you know, the 17 years there, kind of ready to get up on out of there. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, there was a whole lot of, um, like, anxiety about applying to schools. I had never been far from my parents either, so I didn't know where I would want to go. I was thinking the Atlanta area. So I had applied to Clark. I think I was trying to apply to Georgia State, but we just never did. I applied to, I think I really ended up only applying to Clark and um, Georgia Southwestern. And so I got my, um, I got my um, acceptance letter to GSW and uh, my mom you should just go to uh, GSW. Like, I mean, we ain't really heard back from nobody else, and you should just you should just go. And then, like, um, if you don't like it, you just do your first year here, and then um, just you know go to college, you know, apply somewhere else. Your, your your next year, you know, just give yourself time to get used to being in college, and you know, but you're still close to home. And I didn't really see no compete with it, so I was like, I guess so. Ain't no problem with that. So then, after. My first year, my t- well, my first year wasn't even tumultuous, but you know, it was like a real learning experience. 
after that yeah. first year, I go into my sister's room at the house, and I really don't even know why I was in there. Because I don't really go in there, but I think I was looking for something. Um, and I think she was staying in Macon at the time, or she had another house, or she, I don't know where my sister was, but in her, in her old room. Okay? And I find some um, paperwork from Clark Atlanta. I was like, Clark Atlanta? Oh, shoot. I was like, what is this? My mother hid my acceptance letter to Clark Atlanta. Wow. She hid it. Like, I had no idea. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, what is this? <laughs> now, if you know my mom, my mom is like one of the most, she's like, it's like Jesus and then my mom. Like, she's one of the most holy people in the world. Like, we went wow. to, um, the beach and I don't know like vacation or the family vacation some years ago and me and my sister was sitting on the beach with her and was like mom what do you see when you just look out on the ocean she was like I see Jesus walking on the water and I said oh my goodness you is so saved so this same <laughs> Holy Ghost filled woman hid my acceptance letter to college Ooh. wow now did you so confront instantly, her about it? Yeah, so instantly, like, I'm just in shock, so I'm not angry. I'm just in shock. So I go, and I was like, Mama, what is this? She was like, let me see. And she's going to do, like, you know how folks give you something, they act like they can't really see you. Uh-huh. Let me see this. Mm. She's like, oh, oh, yeah. You had, you had, um, you been had this. I was like, what do you mean I've been had? I said, I just found this in Shay room. She was like, oh, well, I mean, you know, this is your first year now. And you said you like it. So, you know, it wasn't no harm, no foul. What? <laughs> There's definitely harm and foul. What you mean? And because my, I had so many emotions because my mother's a sweet person. And you also grew up to be <laughs> respectful of your parents and yeah, all that stuff. So I was like, I cannot be angry or like yell at my mom because then God is gonna beat me or whatever the case. Because that's her and Jesus' best friends. Oh. So I was just like, I could not talk to her for like a few hours because I was just like, Did you really do this? And I think I minimalized it for the longest. Like I, I just t- kind of like just threw it away. But like honestly. That's like a huge thing because that changed the whole course of my life. Now, mind you, I see the the lining was like going to GSW was one of the best decisions for my life because I feel like if I would have went to a larger school, I would have been a a tadpole in a large pond and wouldn't, wouldn't really have known how to grow. But that's also something I tell myself because I didn't go. I could have also flourished there. I don't know. But I do know I would not have met my friends now, hence Mew. Also, and a yeah. lot of my my close friends now, and I wouldn't have my godson where I met his parents at that school, you know. So it's a lot of things in my life, or a lot of people I've met and and you know connected to that would not have happened if I did not go to that school. But I also think about yeah. Oh, also, I I wanted to apply to like Fort Valley or Albany State. Mom was like, no. You're, she just flat out, no. Like, you're not going to. No. <laughs> no offense to anybody who's going to Fort Valley or Albany State. 
North the Albany State, the, the Fort, Fort Valley. Valley, and the Albany State, Sorry. the unsinkable. The, okay. Like yo, this HBCU, okay, like battle. It's just I, maybe we don't get it because we went to a PWI. We went know. to a, P- but we were too close to all of them, and that's what's like. It was just so much. I get it. I <laughs> we get, it. get it. Have your school pride. Pride. We get it. But pride, when you guys that. go on your ramps, yo. I I I let you have it each time. It was, it, uh, you know. Yeah. Then I think Y'all, about if I would have went to an HBCU because I think Clark Clark is an HBCU. Yeah. So I I you know what I'm saying I would I wonder what my life would have been like moving far away from my parents at 17. Now, have you ever been to their campus, Clark? Yeah. Mm-mm, no. Well, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to say bad things about him. I yeah, I'm just not gonna say it's an adventure. That part of Atlanta is an adventure, so I don't want to just put it just on Clark. It's it's interesting, but I do know it's like some of those people that there are around that area. There's like they wouldn't have it any other way. Like they still have their school pride. And shout out to you guys. I yeah right because we have pride. Everybody talks about America's, but like GSW is like its own world. It is. It's really like its own world. Like if it if it had a grocery store, like a legit grocery store on campus, we really wouldn't need to go outside. That's true. Yeah, I mean, it could have if the Walmart was just. On I mean, the Walmart's not that far either, but it feels really on part Walmart. Yeah. There would really be no need to leave except for like if you're leaving to go. If you got a job in town, but yeah, that that is a little crazier story because whew, it, I don't know. Some I feel some people have a better sense of what their next steps are, and mm-hmm. I mean, you're 17. You either thinking about the opposite sex or you know just turning up with your friends. At seventeen, I wasn't even thinking about. I wasn't thinking about either one of those. Like I just didn't know what was going on. Like I didn't know. I was always a boy crazy little girl, anyways, and that's simply because I think I I didn't stop going through puberty until like my freshman year of college. I swear to God, it's so weird. Like I didn't get like even out until college. All right, but like it wasn't even that. I just didn't know what to expect about the next step. For the most part, growing up in my family. With my parents, like they pretty much taught me what to do. Like I was at home when they was at home. We went to church. I was at church. I had like extracurricular activities such as singers, but that's it. Like I wouldn't like when people was like, "Yeah, we used to do these parties in high school." I was like, "How did nah. y'all go to parties in high school? Y'all parents let y'all go?" They was nah, like, "What so- you talking about?" And I was like, "How is this possible? Whose parents are letting their young children, underage children?" Like, go to, like, parties. I just was, like, fascinated at that whole thing myself. Oh, man. I I got, I used to get all the invites, but it was, they knew how my parents were. And towards the end of high school, they are just like, I mean, if you want to go. Like, they just stopped, get, stopped sending the invites. But I just know high school parties, I feel like. Some of them are just a little bit more wild because it's all underage and it's about the adrenaline and about 
just I don't know the hormones just start bubbling. It's just crazy. I think it's because it's like, oh, we get to do this stuff. Yeah, we get to have fun. But like, the older you get to realize that stuff is not fun. I mean, it is fun to hang out with your friends and stuff, but like. But imagine doing this stuff. Let's say you really start going to parties at 16. You like you're burnt doing, out by 19. Jesus. Bruh. Man. Exactly. You you 2021, 20, you already been an alcoholic. <laughs> you been and out then there. <laughs> next thing you know, I mean you do you put on your your little suit or not your suit because that makes me sound real old. But he like wearing a suit. But I mean, like you put on your little, you put on your little outfit or whatever. You get your boomerang shots, your stuff for Snapchat. But next thing you know, you tired. Okay, because you've been because this this is pre Snapchat. Oh yeah, true. This pre Snapchat and pre Instagram. I'm saying by I know by the end of college, I didn't dress up for nothing, unless I just felt like dressing up because you just get burnt out. I mean. I'm not saying every party is the same, but it kind of has a general formula. Especially like it's going to be like the same type people show up. So if you've been doing this since 16, you five years in, bruh, that, that can't just be life. It can't be life. But I understand how like people or party promoters do it because everyone needs to party. Everyone needs to escape from reality. That is true. That, that makes sense. And that's something that people are used to. Going to parties is their escape, which is so weird. Because it's the easiest when, one. You can't just go on a vacation on the weekend. Yeah. But that's why it was so weird when this uh, coronavirus happened because no one had their escape. And now they had to face reality. It's like, oh, shoot. This is my life. This might be a really good sobering time for some people. It could be. Because there's definitely um, people that, one, I didn't know were even talking. Next thing you know, they got married. Oh, what? And, yeah. um, I won't say a name, but there was this one girl. I knew she was obsessed with this one guy. (laughs) They fell out. (laughs) They fell out. And then, this is within a year now. They fell out. Next thing you know, she pops up. She's like, just got out from the courthouse. <laughs> new Mr. and Mrs. And I'm like, yo, you guys have been busy during during this pandemic. In my mind, I was like, when did this happen? Oh, okay. And it's it's messed up how bad social media is. It's like you trying to go through the social media to see the progression. Yeah, like there was zero. But I'm gonna tell you the truth, like you can't tell nothing from my social media right now. So I might just pop up with a whole husband on y'all. You don't. You have no idea. Ooh. Just kidding, Michael. Shut up. You know. <laughs> hey man, if it happens, it happens. I'm just saying that. Uh, no time soon. Everyone, everyone is so. Everyone needs their social media for whether it's an escape or a distraction or you know. But it's not. I t- I always say social media should not be taken seriously. It really shouldn't. I think there's a I think there's a line. I think yeah. there's a serious line. I feel like at some point it should because that'll get me to my nice little story I'll give y'all at the end of this. About um, okay. uh 
of my past relationship and social media. Um, they've had their different thoughts about social media. So I just, maybe that'll be a good Q&A for you guys and ask y'all questions on how y'all feel about social media and that line between who you are socially, like in person, and who you are on social media. I feel that most people are like, oh, okay, this is my brand. This is my brand. And I get it if you are like a business, a young business or entrepreneur, and you're trying to create something that eventually generates to monetize value. I get why social media is unfortunately important because that's the new marketing platform. Yeah. But other than that, some people either are posting their, their food, posting their fake life. Like, it's not, it shouldn't be that serious. But everyone's trying to keep up with the next picture, not even the next person. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, because some people, like, I, like my friends, I have some friends who, like, live in their best life on Instagram. But, yeah. like, just in life, in general, I know them. And they got the same struggles as everybody else. But another friend would see them and be like, oh, man, I wish I was just this carefree and happy as they are. Nobody's going to show you a picture of them crying. If they do, then they're just attention-seeking. And then you really need to pray for those people because those people need actual medication. But that's a whole other story. All I'm saying is nobody's going to show you their sucky days. No. I mean, if they do, maybe it's for an inspirational post. But nobody in general, if they're trying to portray an image of, look at me and this is my life, come along for the journey. Those bad days where they had a hair did in a minute. Or if they're feeling sick and they're like toppled over at home, nobody's gonna show you that. Unless it's on the Insta story. Right. I think social media has like disillusioned people to think that like if all you see is positive, that's the only thing that's happening in a person's life. Now, mind you, somebody's life could be fantastic, but you also don't know what it took for them to get to a fantastic life. True. Like, they could have had days, even prior to social media, that for, like, years, they were not happy with themselves or they were going through a a life transition. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know what people get to reach what it all is behind a picture. So I feel like now the wave is to, like, understand that everybody's picture comes from a place of, you know, something. But like right. it used to be when social media first started, everybody just thought, oh, they're so perfect. And I think now we're starting to understand with social media, like, um, like everything ain't always what it is. But some people are just trying to either make the best of a situation or fake it till they make it. I'll say this younger generation smart because they're like, no, nah, this is real. We're going to show you our real selves. Oh, they've been TikToking it up. Now, I don't have a TikTok, but I have seen some really funny stuff on TikTok. TikTok reminds me of our Vine. Yeah. TikTok. TikTok's cool or whatever. I don't have one, but it just definitely shows how creative people are. Oh, yeah. Like, I can, I don't even know, like, the way it's like with graphics, it's like how. I feel like everything's like in cycles. Like when we were on MySpace, we were like coders. Okay. Shout, shout out to MySpace. Shout out to MySpace because and our very first friend, Joe, 
Or Tom. 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 How can you forget Tom? I knew First it was all, some basic three-letter name, okay? Yo, but Tom. Speaking, speaking about Tom, Tom has low-key been living his best life after MySpace. What is, is he like a creator or something else now? He just travels the world and takes photos, like really good photos. Like, I, I, just, I just remember seeing an article about Tom. You guys look up Tom, life after MySpace, and you'll be surprised. He's, he's a pretty cool guy, you know? Really? So shout out to Tom. But yeah, um, MySpace. We was coding. Like, we was, like, trying to get the letters to fall and the music in the background and the top eight. And we was just trying to, like, web design. We was figuring that out. We could have all been in a computer savvy, okay? TikTok, these kids are really into graphic design and photo and video editing. Like, they can really, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is, like, breeding a whole new generation of, like, computer tech savvy people. This is true. I just hope some of them actually learn from our mistakes and stick with it. That's and true. A- and actually know how to graphic design because um, that's that's a career. This is the thing, though. Also, with, with but still, though, we still need doctors. Okay, we still need nurses. We still need teachers. We still need other professions. And I feel like a lot of people are getting away from them more. I feel. I feel like now. It's it's a weird mix because you have some people that they're doctors and then they're making like TikToks and their scrubs. Some of them are actually informative and some of them are just because it's like, oh, this is the new wave. This is the new wave. So I'm still hip. So I'm going <laughs> to <laughs> I'm going to do my uh, my dance on TikTok. I have to tell you, my favorite one is the hip hop hair. OK. Hip hop Harry. Yeah. Who's next? Go, 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 go. <laughs> Do you oh. not know this one, Manga? Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm tripping. Sorry. Okay, y'all, I'm going to show Manga these videos like after this podcast so he can, <laughs> he can be a pony. Hip, the hip hop hair, I got to find the original one. Then I'll find you all the TikToks so, of like people like just recreating it. Yeah. Hip hop Harry is the same guy who was Barney, was hip hop Harry. What? Yes. I don't even know who Hip Hop Harry is. I don't even remember this show being on TV. But <laughs> apparently it was. And somebody like semi-famous was on Hip Hop Harry a long time ago when they was a kid. I can't remember. Maybe it was Zendaya. I might just be making it up. Don't quote me. It probably wasn't Zendaya, so don't say it was her. But still, I got to find this stuff because you cannot. You can't. I just knew for sure you, you knew this one. At least this one. Probably. I've I've seen a lot. I might not be able to call it out, but I've seen a lot. I did the voice. I did the like the song. You you definitely. You definitely. As you look that up, the last part of salt slash, you know, that part. Cause we we went on the the biggest tangent. But that's all right. <laughs> um forgiveness. So, we're getting older. How do you feel about forgiveness? Well, do you I still? F- well, I'll you- be thirty-one. I guess I should have told my age. This Saturday, that's all right. This Saturday, uh-huh. cancels in the building. Stand up. 
don't stand up because it's kind of tight in here. But anyways, uh, no, but like, I'm definitely not who I was at 25, and yeah. absolutely not the same one at 18. So yeah. the older you get, and the more you see how fragile life can be, forgiveness becomes almost a moral clause. And I'm gonna say it like that because in order for it's like a game. You can't go to the next level until you pass the level you're on. I could not have met. I could not have um, embraced a lot of situations that came my way if I would have not forgiven things in my past. And I think the one thing that I struggle with with forgiveness is sometimes forgiving myself. Like sometimes you can like... Um, if somebody betrays you, it depends on the person and the betrayal because everything is case-by-case basis. Right. But, like, if you seriously think about... It's, if you had to think about it, it's almost easier to forgive somebody else than forgive yourself. Like, you have to forgive yep. yourself for, you know, your part, even if you didn't play a major part of it, but, you know, how it impacted you. You have to forgive yourself for those feelings. Now, what do you think about those people that stay being the victim and, and they can't forgive themselves because they always feel like, well, they did this to me. Yes. At some point, how much is like a cold? At some point, are you going to try and get better? Are you going to like, are you going to keep, are you going to keep blowing your nose? You going to keep being stuffy? Like at some point, you have to be proactive in your own wellness. Okay. So, like, if a person who's always, like, the victim, it takes two people, like, it, for me to get a gift from you, I have to first receive it. So, it takes two people to be a part of it. And just because, because I've been in a situation where somebody did something to me, but I, but it also was a choice for me to allow me that way. After, oh. after some time, you can be victimized at first, but victimization can then turn into acceptance. And then once it goes south, it's like, well, they did this to me. Okay, but what was your part? And sometimes that's the hardest part is accepting what my part was because we can do damage to ourselves. Yeah. It's like in domestic violence cases. Um, if you Like a lot of ladies might say once they got out, they realized that I was in it. And it was hard for me to come out because my mind wasn't out of it or I wasn't ready to come out of it. That is that is their role in it. You know what I'm saying? Your role doesn't have to be an active participation. It could be even be something subconsciously. And I think sometimes that's what people struggle with is that, that they have a role in their pain. I completely agree with that because there has definitely been some times in my life where I felt salty <laughs> of the situation, but it's because you choose. Sometimes you have to choose to feel salty. And that is your own role in the situation. Um, I didn't always have the thickest of skin. I have to learn to get thick skin. But sometimes in that growth process, it was just I took everything to heart. And everything didn't have to be taken that way. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very interesting 
But the power of forgiveness is something, once you master that, literally nothing can affect you. It's just that, yeah, you did this. Or yeah, you cheated on me. Whatever. I forgive you. And when they realize, like, you don't care no more because you forgave them, mm-hmm. it, it messes up their mind. Bro, they can't even, they can't even comprehend. It's like, what do you mean you forgave me? It's like, yes, I've for, forgiven you. Like, that's it. It doesn't mean that you have to be complete best friends or whatever. But when you know internally you have forgiven someone, it's powerful. It's it's a type of healing that only you can unlock for yourself. Right. Because, like, you know it's not a sore spot no more when you touch it and it don't affect you. Right. I mean. Woosah. Breathing. Woosah, man. Anybody need a breathing exercise? I got y'all. I'll put some breathing exercises up there if y'all need some. Breathing by hand. You know, I also got some cool mindfulness exercises, too, if y'all ever want to. Y'all can go check them out on our website, too. Cake and Combos dot com check us out yes so i think it's about story time right is it story time it's it's story time it's about story time i don't you know how you can tell a story and you know this person might be listening to this story you'd be like that's all right forgiveness keep going <laughs> So, um, my freshness in a, um, my past relationship, my ex, flat out told me that who he was online was not who he was in real life. And, like, so it was okay to, like, post, um, let's just say things that a, a person in a relationship would not post, like, yeah. Or like say very, uh, I can't I can't even tell like their name on Instagram. No, <laughs> even the name was like vulgar. I was just like, how is what is? Am I supposed to think that you respect me or care about me? Because this isn't conveying that anyway. They legit were like, and this was back when Vine was like popping. Where you can like rebind um videos. Yeah. They were rebind. I would um I'm not gonna tell you guys, I'm gonna let you guys guess what it was that he was rebinding. Um, I'm gonna give you A through C choices. Okay. Y'all, y'all let me know what you what you think his choice was. Okay, so A, it would be twerk videos. Okay. B Girls shaking their um, tatas in the camera. Okay. Oh, I'm I'm gonna do a D. C. Jesus Christ. C. He was posting um, inappropriate pictures of himself. Okay. On Vine. You can you can do like inappropriate videos on Vine. You don't remember that? They were flagged. Don't those things get flagged? They get flagged, but they don't get flagged. Okay. They only get flagged. They don't like what they see. (laughs) 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 And and what's D? 
D is A and B. Okay. Now, going back to my previous point of how you're building a brand. He now, was, was not this... building a brand. Okay. He he. I don't even think he had a job at the time. He was not building a brand. Because it's kind of like meme pages now. In a way. Yeah, like, but like... You don't feel this way, but it's this is your thing. Memes are different. Okay. I feel like memes are different because memes... I don't know. I, I don't know. But if, they're both portraying a message. But like if you're re if you're like rebinding and reposting certain things like the same perpetual type things over and over, it's kinda like, um, okay, what's going on with your life? Like it'd be different if somebody was like like a like a girl who always posts about being single. Okay, yeah. clearly she's being single. She's single. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. if a a guy's always posting about like how women ain't nothing or women be lying, whatever the case yeah. may be. Clearly, he got some feelings towards women, but it, a good mixed bag is different from like the same constant kind of post. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Have a good little mixed bag. You know what I'm saying? Mix it up. Right. Shake it up. Trail mix. Ooh, trail mix. Some people are into it. Some people aren't. That's good. But. Brought to you by Trail Mix. Brought to you by your own version of Trail Mix. Put what you want in your Trail Mix. You want M&M's and toasted corn cornflakes? Put that in there. Okay? Want some peanuts? Ooh. Put that in there. You want to drizzle a little chocolate on top? Do that. All right, you guys. So, was it A, videos of guns and drugs? Mm. B, videos of other women twerking? Hmm. C, videos of cats? Hmm. Or D, all the above. You guys let us know what you think. Might have a prize for the for the person who gets his first right. Oh, we getting good we giving goodie bags. Okay. Uh our, our budget went tenfold. Wait a minute. Hold up. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> Ain't got no goodie bag, but I I put you I'll I'll give you some. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, we appreciate it. Tune in next time to hear the rest of the story and the next ingredient. Um, it's always been a pleasure, Ham. As always. You have any words? Well, you know, let me, let us know what your guess is. I think I'm not really good at coming up with um, a through D scenarios so you guys can pretty much guess what it was. But uh yeah, let us know what you think it was. Um and listen for the rest of the story. Oh the outcome. All right. All right. You guys take it easy. Bye. Bye. Bye.